Hello and welcome to Motherhood Made Magic, a podcast for the women who won't wait until their kids are grown to follow their dreams. I'm your host, Anna Cusack, an author, postpartum doula, exercise physiologist and mum. While I was writing my first book, I had many uplifting, encouraging and inspiring conversations with women and mothers who were doing just as I was, living their passion in business, art, sports and more, while also loving motherhood. This podcast exists to bring these conversations out from behind closed doors and bust the myth that a good mother must always put her own needs last. I'll be bringing you interviews with exceptional women plus reflections on my own experience of motherhood. Thanks for joining me on the wild ride that is being a mum. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Motherhood Made Magic podcast. I am your host, Anna Cusack, and today I am speaking with Bronte Spicer. If you don't know her already, I would love you to remember her name. She is a powerful voice for mental health, an applied mindfulness specialist, beautiful sacred space holder, and a primary school teacher from way back. Bronte teaches people how to apply advanced mindfulness to painful memories and negative self-talk, so they overcome depression and anxiety and create the life they dream of. Bronte is a published author in the celebrated collaboration More Than a Mum and an award-winning writer for Elephant Journal. Her published book, It's Okay to Cry, is to be released in October 2021. It shares her personal story of dissolving 20 years of depression and explains the new model for mental health. You can find her message daily on social media, take courses with her, listen to her speak in person, work with her one-on-one and attend her life-changing retreats. And I am so stoked to be speaking with her myself today and bringing that conversation to you. So welcome, Bronte. Thank you so much, Anna. Now, that's quite a thorough introduction, but I would love if you could tell us a little bit about about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, well, yeah, so I had depression for 20 years. Um, I thought I was going to be someone that just took antidepressants for the rest of my life. I was an energy intuitive um, at the time and also a meditation teacher. And so I had some inner work tools and some practices and processes and I used my spiritual connection as a way to support myself through mental illness and depression Um, but it wasn't until I stumbled upon the killer bee inquiries and everything changed for me and I yeah just learned these the most incredible tools to dismantle this whole world of pain that I was living in yeah, so that's what I do. I um, Once I learnt these these techniques, the Killer Bee Inquiries, I became a certified Killer Bee Inquiries facilitator and now we're a part of, I'm a part of a, a global group of people who know these techniques and we've developed a curriculum for children to learn these techniques so they don't have to suffer like many of us have. Um, and yeah, this is what I do. I, I show people the new way for mental health. I show, the, I show people the gaps in the current, in today's mental health model. And yeah, there's just so many people and especially mothers who are just grappling with trying to survive each day. And um, we just have not been given or not been we haven't been taught the essential tools that we need need to be able to process our own emotions and stories in our heads. 
that's what I do. Yes, so wonderful the work you are doing. Now, I for one am not super familiar with the Killaby inquiries, so I know that's something that you know intimately and I would love for you to discuss that a little bit with us today. But um, one thing you mentioned there was talking about this new mental health model and I think any revolution can come from the top down or the revolution can come from home where we do the inner work first or we start on the micro level and it can expand bigger from there. So I would love to know what this new model looks like. I think we're all very familiar with the gaps in maternity and mental health and all the other sorts of systems um, that are leaving us feeling not great right now. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I would love to learn about the steps, the path you have taken, the techniques that you're using in your daily life and that you are teaching as well. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, so we all know what the, the general mental health um, pathway is. You go and have a, an appointment with the GP, you do the 10-question 10, 10 form, then you get a referral to go and see a psychologist, then you talk about your problems, um, you might get a little bit of clarity on the core beliefs that you have, but there's not really, in my experience and many of my clients' experiences, we never walked away from those talk-based therapies or uh, cognitive-based therapy sessions without depression or anxiety. It's like the depression doesn't go away when you have those talk therapy sessions. I know if I can give give the, the current model any kind of kudos, I, I would say I got some insight, some clarity, but it never took my depression away. Um, and what the Killaby Inquiries does is that it, A, it first of all gets to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is always our dis deficient sense of self or, neg or our negative sense of self. And the thing that's missing in, in the current uh, mental health model is, is that it's all based, it's all mind-based, it's all cognitive-based, it's all talking about the problem. And we've forgotten about the body. And so what happened for me was I was trying to change my mindset. I was trying to think positively. I was, you know, trying to change things in my mind and wondering why it, it wasn't, why things weren't changing. Like I remember getting really frustrated and angry at the full moon <laughs> when I was doing full moon rituals because I'm like, just take it away. I'm sick of this. You know, I don't, like I'm, I don't want to feel this. I just take it away so I don't have to, you know, I just don't want to be this way anymore. And I was getting so frustrated at the universe as well. And um, then I started, when I learned the Killaby inquiries, what, what the, the whole premise of that is that we have to come to the body. We have to, the thing that keeps the, our negative sense of self stuck in our whole awareness is the sensations in the body. And so the trauma, the, the latest findings on trauma um, that are coming out now are showing us that trauma is in the body. So when you have a dis distressing event or a traumatic event, a significant event in the past, what happens is, I mean, we all know how it feels to have feelings and emotions when something goes wrong. And so the nervous system is, it becomes trapped in this trauma cycle, which is in an, in an incomplete trauma cycle. 
And so what happens is that when we're in those uh, experiences where, you know, something's gone wrong, we have all of those uh, emotions, we're not actually learned, we're not taught and we, we haven't, we didn't know how to process those specific emotions that came up with that traumatic event or that significant event. And so that baggage that we hold in our bodies that just keeps growing and gets heavier and heavier and heavier over the course of our lifetime, it's all there because we are not processing our own emotions. Mm, and it's so, just layering on more levels of shame from not being able to get rid of the first layer really isn't it exactly that's it and then we wake up and we're like something's wrong with me I can't get out of bed or I'm so anxious about going to meet these new people or you know I'm, I'm drowning in this idea that I'm a terrible mother and so all of that stems from that sense of deficiency which is you know we create these we formulate these uh deficiency stories which is what we call them which you know you can just call them core beliefs or, or beliefs neg negative beliefs but that's what we call it in the killer bee inquiries and those deficiency stories are driving everything they drive our worry about our kids um, the, our worry about the world um, you know our, our stress about workload stress about money finances uh, relationships everything so the only way to unhook yourself from the overwhelm of the world or, you know, of your life in general is you need to come to your deficiency stories. But that's not, that's only the first part. So yeah, once there get, are many steps, aren't there? That's it, yeah. Well, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but I just want everyone to know that you've got to do more than just flipping beliefs. Like yeah. we've got to move away from from CBT, cognitive behaviour therapy, where you're just like trying to reframe everything because the thing, what you're doing is you're just swapping words around in your head and you're not actually coming to the to the basis, to, to the root of the problem, which is the sensations. Yeah, the absolutely. That, yeah. And that really does align with more and more what is being found out about maternal mental health as well because we know that... Um, things like acceptance and commitment therapy are more effective than cognitive behavioural therapy in maternal mental health and your model suggests that it may be more impactful than that again, potentially, awaiting research, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's it. Like, so the Killaby Inquiries um, is... It's, it's founded by Scott Killaby and he runs the Killaby Centre in California and they have wild, incredible transformational results in people with uh, drug abuse. So it's the first um, recovery centre that's primarily based on mindfulness techniques, which is the Killaby Inquiries. And the results are coming out, the people who are coming, the clients, patients who are coming to the centre are coming with mental illness, they're coming with depression and anxiety, and most of them are coming out without it. And what was that experience like for you? Because I understand that you were a mother for many years before you found um, this technique and this combination of practices that has been so life-changing for you. Mm, yeah. 
Um, well, yeah, I was, I was struggling. I mean, I guess um, there was an, an element of normality in my life because I was taking antidepressants. Um, so, you know, I could function and uh, my depression was controlled by medication. Uh, so I was, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 at the time before I found the Killerby Inquiries, I was probably the everyday mother who, um, yeah, had, had her battles of um, isolation, um, feeling drowning in, am I doing enough for my kids um, and all of that. But at, at the same time, I've had a thriving business for a few years and I've, I'm really... Um, fortunate to have that clarity and awareness to create the life that I want um, so yeah it hasn't all been bad um, but I guess what what happened for me was once I once I learned these techniques there always was this, this underlying feeling I guess especially because I I was a healer I worked as, a, as an intuitive energy healer so it was like I felt a little bit like a fraud because I was healing these people but I was um, taking antidepressants and so I realised that, you know, I was, I had a successful business uh, running the Soul Worker Academy, inspiring women, you know, all over the world to courageously follow their soul purpose path, but I wasn't willing to actually look at my own stuff in the fear that it was way too much. I, I just would drown in it all. So what I got from coming to the, to, um, to learn the killer bee inquiries was, I just became free. I just, I realised, I, I learned the tools, I learned the techniques and I started to just have a crack at, uh, like I still remember this one moment, which was probably the most um, profound moment for me when I just, just learned the killer bee inquiries. I had this immense sense of dread come through my body and my my normal go-to was at the time, no, go away, like this is there's something wrong with me, why is this here? Um, this needs to stop. Like I was completely resisting emotions. I probably at the time didn't even know that I had a an emotion called dread at the time. That was how disconnected I was from my emotions. But in this one moment, I just thought, no, I've, I've had some guidance with this. They've shown me what to do. So I put two hands on the kitchen bench. I still remember this very clearly. And I just said, I put my two feet on the ground and I just said, all right, come. Like I was talking to that wave of, of dread. And I just opened my whole body up to have my whole body filled with this sense of dread. And you know, I, I thought I was, I, I had feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm going to drown and I'm going to die. And then I just kept, you know, opening, letting it come, letting it come, letting it come. And the most miraculous thing happened in that it came and then it went. And in that moment, pretty much my whole depression collapsed in that moment because I realised all that time I was running from that feeling <laughs> and like when I actually let it come it it came and then it went it I didn't die it didn't kill me I thought oh my gosh I've cracked the code it's like if I just let it come it comes and then it goes so that just changed everything that single moment
That's so powerful. It actually sounds two feet on the floor and hands like on the kitchen bench and just letting yourself be completely open to whatever sensations were coming actually sounds pretty much exactly like my labor. So <laughs> I got tingles when you were describing it, but probably for a different reason from, from you. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly what you have to do in labor too, isn't it? Like it's the same thing. Like we, when we resist um, contractions, when we resist the sensation or the intensity in labour, then the birth is hard. But then when we surrender, open, trust, allow, then we just, the sensations move through and, and then, you know, we come out the other side. It's okay. Yeah, so, so powerful. Thank you for sharing that story there. And it's just making me think I've been writing recently about mum guilt and that toxic concoction of guilt and shame of not living up to social standards, our mother's standards, our own standards, all those sorts of things, while there are so many pressures and so many things to do put on to modern mothers. Mm -hmm. and, and I would love for you to just touch on how we can integrate some of these mindfulness and different practices without it just becoming another thing to do. Oh, yeah. I love that because it's like, what? You want me to do another thing? <laughs> it's like, no, we don't have time for this. Yeah, and so this is what I do. I'm teaching my, my clients how to integrate it into their everyday. So we practice these techniques when we're putting our kids down. Um, we practice techniques when we're walking the pram, you know, with the pram. We practice these techniques when the kids are playing at the playground. We're looking at the sky. We're using the sky as a blank screen. We're putting the words like, I'm not good enough up there. We're welcoming them. We're using techniques to process those words. Then we're kind of taking a deep breath, coming down to the body. Um, so it is very much, that, that's what I love about this, that it's, it's something that's here, it's available, um, and you can access it at any time. You don't have to be sitting in a room on your own. You can um, just do, you can do the work while you're doing the work <laughs> as a parent. Um, and so I guess one question, if I can give you all one single question um, that changed so much for me, that is, it's called the, the boomerang techniques or something. It's a, it shows us that whatever's happening in the world, uh, it's a reflection of, of us. And so in this case, whatever's happening in the world, so whatever problem we're dealing with, it's a reflection of the deficiency uh, story within us. So the question to ask is, if that was to say something about me, what would that be? Or if that was to mean something about me, what would that be? So that's, so, that's about the, the issue that you're dealing with. So yeah. if this issue yeah. was to say something about me, what would it say? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So let's just say um, you went to a mother's group and someone, like you, you kind of reached out to someone new and they kind of didn't really give you much. Um, and so you would ask yourself if, you know, if that was to say something, what would that say about me? And so, and then what you do is you just, you sit and wait for the answer to rise up, up to the surface. So it's not so much an analytical process. It's more of a, from a resting place, just watch to see what story comes up. So is it, I'm not good enough. I'm not heard. Um, 
Um, I'm unlovable. No one wants me. I'm gross. I'm disgusting. I'm a loser. You know, so we have these myri a myriad of deficiency stories that we've formed along, along our journey. And so that's the first step. And then the next step would be to, to practice simple inquiry, which is in my intro course. It's like the, the basics. If you know how to do simple inquiry, then all systems go like you're, you're on your way. Um, but yeah, so if, but if you even just getting to the deficiency store and realizing that, oh, I'm really shitty because of, it's always because of the deficiency story. It's less about what's actually happening out there. And it's more about what button has it pushed in us. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I love that. So that really answered the next question I was going to ask you, which is what do you want all mothers to know? So you want everyone to know the boomerang. You want us to be able yes. to find those stories that we play on repeat that really, you know, there's so many places that we may have collected those from and found our own proof because we're always looking for proof of what we already believe to be true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our own confirmation bias. That's it. Yeah. Um, let me think about that. If, yeah, if there was one thing I would want all mothers to know, I would just, you know, hmm, I think I would probably, oh, I think it's like that you're okay. Like you're doing, yeah. like just actually yeah. look at what you're doing. Like you're raising your children. Like look how healthy they are. Look at what they're eating. Look at like how they're developing. Like, a, like you're, just you're you're killing it like you're amazing at what you're doing already and I think this not enoughness is um is what drives this worry around you know are we doing are we doing enough and which again stems from the from the deficiency story I'm not enough so the core deficiency story in this case would be I'm not enough the deficiency story is I'm not doing enough yes uh, yeah so, yep. and then that, that, that drives a whole scenario of um, potential worry, you know, so this is an example of potential, which I, I guess most of us, if not all of us can relate, potential worry that we're not doing enough. And so then, then we're trying to do more. So all, and then, so that, that stems into exhaustion. So we don't stop. Yeah. Yep. Overwhelm, all those things. Yeah. I think, um. I think if everyone can read my book about called Mama, You're Not Broken and then read your book about It's Okay to Cry, yes. um, I think between the two things, pretty much mum guilt is going to fall in a big heap in this country. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm getting goosebumps. That's it. Because it's like we just, once we know the processes, we just, it collapses the whole scenario, the whole story. That's it. It's whole... not a case of wading through mud. No. It's just like turning on the light. Oh my gosh! It we is. should we should make a quote card about that. We should sell yeah. that somewhere. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the that's the other thing. You know, sometimes we uh, we benefit from self sabotaging. So we have a, a technique called the utility inquiry. So it's like, how am I benefiting from this negative story about myself? You know, how am I benefiting from being exhausted? How am I benefiting from drowning in mama guilt? Um, which that's an interesting one because we start to see why we keep looping ourselves in these in this yeah. same. Pattern. And it's all those things around that 
unpaid care isn't valued in our society. Mm -hmm. A good mum works herself to the bone. A good mum puts herself last. Mm. So it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> when, you, when you have it spelled out, it is ridiculous, but it feels so real and it's that feeling. Mm. And that's why I love the, um, this new practice that you're bringing to us because it, it is dealing, it's dealing with the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the thing that's keeping everything stuck. So it doesn't matter how much um, mindset work you do, you'll still have the sensation. And we just need to get to the point where we realize, okay, I've got to go to the body and, and I get it. I was terrified. I, I, I didn't want to feel, I thought I was going to die if I felt my feelings, but with something like, if you find some kind of um, scaffolding, you know, someone who can show you gently and safely how to start learning how to feel safe with your feelings, then everything changes. And it's just what, just like what you said, Anna, like it doesn't have to be arduous. Your inner work doesn't have to be painful. Like with the Killer Me Inquiries, I was like, what? Shouldn't this be painful? But it's like <laughs> we, we, just, we take the words and pictures away so we're not in the story when we're feeling. We're, we're either looking at words and pictures or we're looking at sensations. So it's not, it's not a scary thing and it's not painful. It, doesn't, it just doesn't have to be painful. Oh, what a glorious thing to to overcome pain without pain to get there. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? The pain, like whenever I felt something like pain or like burning in my body, when I stay with it and allow it and welcome it and love it and accept it, embrace it, it always morphs or transforms into either beauty or bliss. Mm. <laughs> I could just bask in that sentence for days, I think. Yeah, it's, it just blows me away every time. Every time I'm like... No, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to have to cry. I don't want to have to go there. And then when I use the techniques, when I go there, it it just doesn't fail every time. It's like, oh my gosh, you're like, you're kidding me. How how can this be beauty? How can this how can this feel so good? And you know what it is is it's like we are finally returning to ourselves. We're, we're returning to our greatest gift. We're returning to the person that we've always wanted. And we get to be that person. Like everything within us becomes the thing we've always wanted. And it's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Do you mean like, so I don't need, like, like obviously we have our loved ones and partners and support, but it's like, what? We're so well resourced that, like we have someone who can can cuddle us and and hold us and love us and and that's ourselves like when we get to that place it's like oh my gosh i am actually the greatest gift yeah yep that we are we are worthy of love we are love and we can give ourselves that love yes we can Oh, Bronte, it's been such a joy to speak with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I would love 
for you to sign off with some information. What's coming up for you? Where we can find you? How can we get involved in your passion? Because it is just overflowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've just put a new course out called the Introduction to the Killer Bee Inquiry. So that's a twenty-nine dollar uh, short course. It's got two concepts and two. Uh, techniques that just shows you the very basics of the killer bee inquiries uh, with that you also get a free mini session with me so I can just make sure that you've got that piece and then if you'd like to go further then you can come and join my beyond belief mastermind which is an exciting place for anyone who wants to clear the slate uh, clear all of that baggage whether you know whether it's someone who has mental illness or you're someone who's getting in your own way in your own business and then the next step is that we get to, once we clear the slate, we get to decide who we are in the world and we get to create from that place of love rather than, you know, I have to do this. Um, so that's a good place to start. And I'm also, I've got, for everyone who's in Queensland, I'm going to speak at the Spiritual Leaders Collective on the 14th of April, uh, where I'll be explaining in depth about the new model for mental health, all about how you're not broken, the mental health system is. So a little bit more in depth there. Um, the Bendigo Yoga Festival is on the, Mar on the 7th of March. I'll be speaking there. And I'm also at the Gathering of the Goddesses uh, the 27th, 28th of March in Maston, Victoria. And I've got, yeah, three workshops there. So. Brilliant. So those first couple of the course and the on the mastermind are both online and then you're in yes. those um, few Great. places speaking as well. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. So what we might do is I will collect some web links from you, social media handles, all that sort of thing, and I will pop yep. them inside the show notes for this session. So if you would like to follow along with Bronte and her revolutionary work, you will be able to do that and reach out to her through any of the usual channels. Um, I hope you have really got something wonderful out of this session because I certainly have. It's joining so many dots for me and I hope it does for you too. So thank you very much, Miss Bronte. So much, <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop recording now. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Motherhood Made Magic. If you'd like to find out more about what I do, you can head to my website, www.annacusack.com.au, follow me on Facebook, Anna Cusack Complete Mama Support, and on Instagram as at Anna Cusack Postpartum. I look forward to bringing you another brilliant chat next time.